Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Now, here's the host of WP Tonic, Jonathan Dinwood and John Locke. Welcome to WP Tonic, episode 171. Today, we've got in the house a WordPress architect and engineer, Mario Peshev. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsor, Liquid Web. For years, Liquid Web has been known as a managed hosting company with tons of options, but recently they've designed a managed WordPress offering that's perfect for mission-critical sites. If you're a mission-critical site and you're looking for improved performance, maximized uptime, incredible support, Liquid Web is the partner that you've been looking for. Every Liquid Web managed WordPress customer also has iTheme Sync integrated into their management portal, allowing them to update several sites with a single touch. And if you sign up today using the discount code WPTONIC33, you'll get a 33% discount for the next six months. Visit liquidweb.com slash WordPress to get started and use the discount code WPTONIC33. With that, Mario, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do for those who don't know. Hey everyone, uh, my name is Mario Peshev. I do live in uh, Bulgaria and I do run a fairly small agency with about 25 people specializing in WordPress services. Um, right now, we have been providing various of ongoing development services for different organizations, fast-paced startups, small and medium enterprises among some companies such as Audi, you know, the automotive provider, and a few more that uh, we've been having a lot of fun with working over the years. Um, our main, main business model is doing WordPress retainers, which is what I've been preaching for the past uh, probably couple of years massively among the interwebs. And that's uh, kind of my dream that every single agency out there starts providing only WordPress retainer services to their customers, um, which is kind of you know the best possible solution for clients all over the world, even though they don't really know it yet. Um, other than that, we do provide a wide set of uh, services from creative to front-end, back-end development, server management, marketing, business development, and so forth, uh, as we're trying to kind of get the full circle rolling in order to be able to help as much as possible to all of our customers. Excellent. I also want to introduce my co-host, Jonathan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, hi there, folks. I'm the founder of WP Tonic and the joint host with John. Um, we're a WordPress maintenance support company that can do almost anything you're looking for connected to WordPress. You're, we're your trusted partner. Absolutely. And I'm John Locke. My business is Lockdown Design, and I provide custom WordPress development and local SEO for Blue Collar Industries. Uh, one thing we always ask our guests is, you know, wh how did you get into web development? What's your origin story? And when it comes to DevReX, uh, your agency, how, how did it, it get to where it is today? Right, so development was uh, fairly natural to me, so to speak. Um, I built my first static website in uh, 1998 or 99 or something like that. Uh, I was pretty curious when I was in school, not even high school, 
Um, I got really involved with QBasic, then Pascal, Visual Basic, C, C++, and so forth. So I kind of dig into the technical end of things, graduated from a very technical high school, uh, part of a university here. You know, it's kind of a college where you can join the university later on. So development was fairly standard uh, professional career for me. Uh, even though my professional development was mainly in Java, uh, Python, and uh, generally working for more high enterprise uh, projects. At some point of time, I wanted to start my own venture. Uh, I built a CMS in Java, and I thought that it's going to be brilliant to just start building websites in Java. Uh, obviously, I was young because that was a very dumb decision. It took me about two weeks to realize it. Uh, but essentially, it ended up to, you know, Java websites are pretty heavy. Hosting is way more expensive. Development takes quite a lot of time. So it wasn't really a win for customers. So I also had a bunch of, you know, projects built in PHP, even at work. Uh, and I started offering PHP services. Um, that was more cost-effective for our clients, uh, and I've been digging into different platforms out there, different content management systems and uh, frameworks as well. Uh, but at some point of time, I just saw that we do a lot of repetitive work for just building custom dashboards and admin panels and you know user management stuff and this and that. So we did decide on focusing on one specific thing and just start specializing in that thing only. So WordPress was the obvious choice. We already had some clients. Uh, asking for it, we uh, got into the theme framework development business as well. So it was kind of a natural choice. Uh, I think that switching fully to WordPress happened about probably five or six years ago, maybe five. Uh, prior to that, we were also building other things, and I haven't, uh, you know, regretted my choice since in terms of the technical capabilities of the platform. No, definitely. Um, you know, and, and you said like a lot of clients were asking for WordPress. Um, when it comes to looking at, you know, customers at all levels um, and maybe specifically at the enterprise level, when it comes to evaluating uh, a WordPress agency versus, you know, say like a Java agency or, you know, uh, you know somebody who does like Ruby on Rails, what's the difference in perception and, you know, how do you have to position yourself, uh, you know, as, as a top-tier WordPress agency? Right. Um, that's a great question. Um, in reality, there are, um, you know, certain tools or platforms or languages that are really great for a specific use case, right? Uh, so WordPress is not the, the best tool for every single job out there because, you know, there are, for example, Node.js, right? You have uh, asynchronous threads that are just uh, pulling messaging queues and this and that, which isn't really something that WordPress does. Or, you know, Ruby and Rails, if you really do want to have, uh, say, 20 equivalents of post types in WordPress, uh, you'd rather build them in a way that your database is scaled in a more normalized manner so the data is really stored, you know, all the details of a single entry are stored in one single uh, row instead of you know having a numerous post meta keys and so forth. Um, so again, in reality, they're you know good tools for certain use cases. But at the same time, when you look at the web, probably ninety-five or more percent of the projects do require content management. So it's only natural to have a content management system that manages all that effort. In addition to that, looking at the business problem in hand. You don't really want to, to be 
you know, outnumbered by the competitors who have all, you know, the access to all the plugins or extensions or libraries or tools or whatnot available on the market as compared to, you know, having a Rails application, a Django application or something else where you simply need a developer who need to pull things together. Now, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not against using developer for professional services. That's what all of us are doing. But every now and then you just need to have something that you can test and, you know, research and see how it plays with your website and just interact with it, right? Uh, and there are also a lot of great solutions uh, built on top of WordPress. Um, you know, a bunch of plugins that are very reliable and have large communities and earning, you know, millions of dollars uh, a year uh, from sales, having good development teams. Uh, who specialize in building professional solutions. So that's why I think that WordPress is the right uh, right tool for most jobs, even though a bunch, you know, a good percentage of the customers are not really aware of that. They're still afraid of using WordPress as a solution for their businesses, or they don't think it could scale. They think it's too insecure and, uh, you know, all those uh, fake facts that they see online from professional development agencies who don't really use WordPress as a framework. Definite. Now, your target clients are, are people who need like custom uh, development, like larger uh, scalable systems that work with multiple APIs. Um, and, and specifically, you specialize in building software as a service type of solutions. Um, so when it comes to the REST API, is how is that affecting... Um, you know, WordPress agencies that deal at the enterprise level? Um, well, you know, the REST API is uh, something that's been really handy in the in the context of building WordPress applications, especially when you can build single-page applications uh, that don't really use WordPress in any way possible, uh, but just connect to an external application framework out there. Uh, th that said, uh, it's uh, it's certainly something that uh, professional developers can utilize and can start using more uh, regularly within their applications, right? Uh, moreover, um, you know, the, the context of uh, WordPress multi-site is fairly uh, used in the WordPress universe, and it's great, but more often than not, you can create several websites that are not part of a multi-site and at the same time fetch information from one another. We can take a look at ManageWP as an uh, example of, you know, an external dashboard that's connecting and interacting with WordPress websites. You don't even need a tool like that, even if it's a great tool. If you have, like, every single website out there running the REST API with a standardized configuration so that you can build something yourself, fetch information, read data, submit uh, content, submit uh, comments, or aggregate information for all posts in the database. Essentially, even though SQL is a great language uh, that you can use, you know, to just interact with your database, uh, you can create more powerful APIs on top of the REST API that allow you to aggregate information for all sites within a multi-site and, uh, you know, publish the most read content, the most shared content, the, the latest content from all sub-sites simultaneously onto the homepage of the main site. Those are just some rough uh, applications that I can think of. 
Uh, the latest uh, SaaS that we've built, it's uh, I'm actually a co-founder of it. It's called My Store Locator Plus. It's a locator engine for all sorts of websites. Uh, it's something that we've leveraged both the REST API and ReactJS to create various different types of dashboards from you know custom unique tables with filtering and sorting through a list cardboard view and a bunch of other approaches for different types of customers. Uh, so it definitely gives a lot of opportunities for developers to build more outstanding applications with a lightweight model and also connect different systems together in a smarter way um, being able to quickly share data between one another. Excellent. So when it comes to, um, you know, targeting like the, the higher end clients that you, that you serve in your space, what are some things that, that you've done to, you know, both um, understand their needs and to uh, market yourself effectively to attract them to DevRex? Right. So we do uh, combine a different set of things when working with, uh, you know, more enterprise customers. Uh, basically, at DevRex, we do focus on different types of solutions. Uh, one of them is content marketing, simply because we want to educate the audience and we waste so much time explaining basic uh, elements of what is WordPress, why it's a good fit, what kind of problems it solves uh, right out of the box, uh, and so forth. So content marketing is definitely one thing. Uh, we do participate actively in the WordPress community, which uh, is important in terms of commitment for some of our customers. Uh, basically, you know, if you spend you know, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week with working with this very same platform, it only makes sense to dig deep enough in order to reach the, the most influential people or the people who are working full-time on the platform as well, which is why we are part of the community. Uh, we do try to, you know, submit uh, free plugins, free themes. Uh, we do have, uh, I think, five WordPress core contributors right now. Um, and, and a bunch of other things helping out, speaking at WordCamps and so on, simply because we do try to help out and uh, be active members of the community and know what uh, what's happening. Uh, in terms of uh, the enterprise customers, some of them simply do read about us and do background research and see uh, what type of work we've done to date and what kind of problems we have solved. Uh, they do reach out to me directly or to being able to find us through Google or different listings, uh, you know, listing professional agencies like DevRex and so on, just asking for quotes. Uh, I would say that there are kind of two types of clients in terms of how ready they are to start with us. Some of them have been following us for a while, probably for a few months, just, you know, reading our content, seeing our latest updates and plugins and case studies. So they simply do want a quote and do want to see whether, uh, you know, they can afford us. The other type of customers are uh, people who are kind of pitching to different agencies or they found us through a guest post or something else, and they do want to learn more about WordPress and, and whether it's a good fit. So those type of clients, they do require more education because they've read less of our resources. So we take on the time to talk about their business needs and business problems uh, in terms of finding, uh, you know, what's the best solution for their problems. 
for example, in about an hour, I do uh, I do have another call with a prospect that reached out just two days ago. Uh, they do have performance issues. They looked for you know performance optimization, WordPress, or something like that. They found our page. They pitched several agencies. They're talking to all of them. Uh, so we're just going to discuss the needs of their website, what kind of problems they have, uh, what kind of solutions we can provide, and how uh, they need to be tackled on for the next you know months. Um, now it's up to them whether they're willing to commit to uh, partnering up and building a stronger partnership with a service provider who can really take them to the next level or their budgets at the moment are not there yet. Um, some of our uh, clients have actually contacted us several years ago. They weren't able to afford us, but at the same time, they knew that we were the best. And essentially, a year later or two years later, uh, they grew enough so that they can actually contact us and build a partnership with us. So, um, you know, we don't really uh, lose any potential from talking to prospects. We try to educate them at every step of the way. We try to understand their businesses. We try to give them enough insight on what's actually needed, what kind of elements are affected when building their solution, and what's the best way forward. Then it's up to them whether they actually need, want to invest into the human element and the personal partnership with us uh, and build a more professional partnership uh, from then on. So a lot of what you're saying is... You lay the foundation with uh, uh, speaking out in the community, building things like themes and um, plugins, and uh, you know, doing all this content marketing to educate the customers. And then, you know, they kind of see it's 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 easier for them to digest the value in, in what you're putting out there. So even if your price is higher than some of the agencies that they're talking to, they are willing to you know save up the money or grow their organization to the point where they can work with you because they realize, you know, that that is the best partnership that they're going to find. Well, yeah, I mean, essentially, most of the time we do need to answer uh, the most common question. Why should I pay you, say, 20K for a website that I can get for, you know, $300 for my, you know, nephew? Uh, yeah. And to be honest, I'm not... <laughs> To be, to be completely honest, I'm not really mad about this question because it's it's not transparent, you know. I mean, when you see, uh, you know, uh, a Prius and then you see, I don't know, a Lamborghini, you can kind of see the difference, right? It's, it's, it's fairly obvious. And when you pay for one of these, you know exactly what you're getting, right? You can read reviews. You can read this. You can read that. With services, it's a bit tricky. Every single time, you can get a different outcome. Uh, if you give the same specification to 10 different service providers, you're going to get 10 different quotes and 10 different types of results. So it's, it, it's really all about educating the customer. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm not really angry at them, except for that one moment when someone tried to contact me for you know two months of work for $15 just because the main plugin was $50. Uh, but that's another story. Uh, but other than that, like I said, it's uh, it's all about actually explaining the benefits. Um, we do talk a lot about return of investment for our customers. We try to tell them, you know, to just give them some percentages of uh, what's the impact of a website that's being hacked. Like right now, yesterday, AWS was down for quite some time. A lot of services were unavailable. Amazon reported something something like, I think, $60,000 lost every single second or something around that number. So... We are trying to share that kind of stats with people and tell them, like, do you really want to save, say, I don't know, 100 bucks a year from a host with the opportunity to be down for, you know, 10 seconds? That's going to be, I don't know, $600,000 according to, to Amazon. 
just a very very rough idea out of um, you know on top of my head um, and other things like performance you know Google says that um, you know it uh, ranks lower size of load for more than say two and a half seconds so do you really want your website to load for five seconds so that it ranks two pages behind and losing all the opportunities from people who are only looking at the first page by not paying for a better server and spending 40 60 80 hours on optimizing your website or you know, do you want to save 2K, 5K or so from building a custom theme that's actually tailored to your needs rather than having something that's unstable and doesn't let you update and it's breaking your website and it's ruining your reputation? No, that, that's, that's kind of the things that we're, uh, that we're doing. And we try to talk with some numbers uh, and statistics out of the, you know, the, the global internet space and also based on their traffic, like depending on their traffic, their user base and... Um, additional details that are more custom tailored to our specific customers that we're talking to. Now it makes a lot of sense. Uh, we're going to take our uh, one break right now, and when we come back, we're going to be talking more with Mario Peschef of DevRex. See you after the break. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back from the break and we're talking with WordPress architect Mario Peshev of DevRex. Uh, one of the things we were talking about before the break was um, going out there, uh, kind of educating customers, approving a value. Um, and a, a lot of people, when they look at websites um, or web projects, they really can't tell the difference between like one agency and the other. Uh, when it comes to picking kind of a, a point of differentiation and, and hammering that, and with you, uh, and DevRex, it's it's really like your technical expertise uh, in a lot of solving a lot of expensive problems that really differentiates yourself. Uh, what is your advice to agencies that are looking to level up and maybe like differentiate themselves in some way? Specializing in a specific industry is one of the best ways possible. Um, essentially, what businesses needs, you know, every single business needs their problems to be solved. And understanding the needs of a specific industry helps you identify specific problems for them, saving the time from, you know, a lot of back and forth and crash and burn from trying the wrong things and just telling them, okay, you know, the problems of your industry are this, 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 and those are the kind of things we can do for you in order to improve it. And, you know, essentially when you specialize in a specific niche or industry or even, you know, technology, uh, you get the added expertise of working mainly with that type of clients uh, so that you can provide, you know, uh, case studies of other industry clients and uh, kind of bring additional value and expertise on the table as compared to just be a generic, uh, you know, service provider. Um, the other thing is trying to be uh, as transparent as possible in terms of your work process. Like uh, a lot of the agencies that I see, they don't really 
say anything useful for their clients other than just some marketing uh, jibber jabber. Like we are the best service provider on the market. We do provide outstanding WordPress services. We build all types of all types of websites and whatnot. You know, it it it's kind of fun. And it would have been helpful unless there were a hundred thousand other websites saying the very same thing. So the differentiation needs to be transparent for customers. Uh, a service provider needs to list their services clearly in a very uh, well-defined manner, depending on what they're providing. One of the main problems with the WordPress space and the perception of customers is that a lot of people who are providing an installment of WordPress theme pretend that they're professional, you know, PHP developers, uh, while they can't even recognize PHP from JavaScript. And that's a problem because it actually happens. Uh, so being able to nail down what kind of solutions you're offering and, and what's your uh, workflow, what's your process of offering those solutions, is really helpful to customers. More often than not, I'm looking for some partners for different activities or, you know, I'm trying to do some competitor research and I have zero idea what does a given company do, right? It, it's like we do build websites, okay, but like, are you a team development company? Are you designers or marketers? Do you actually build something? Do you have portfolio? Do you have testimonials? Where are your team members? Where are you located? You know, there's a lot of essential information missing. Um, the other element is trying to nail down uh, what your target audience is, what's your buyer persona, what's your ideal customer, and then just start building content for them. You know, if you want to educate uh, owners of real estate agencies, you need to understand their business and you need to build a lot of content that targets the owners of real estate agencies. The problems that they have on the market, their competition in the real estate space, uh, you know, the needs of a website, what can improve the conversion rates, uh, you know, how to... Uh, decrease the bounce rate for those websites, you know, in the less technical terms, obviously, but just trying to solve that kind of problems, trying to connect to different, uh, say, meetups for real estate agents or others, so that you can actually interact with those people, ask them the right questions and learn their needs, um, and so on. I mean, again, essentially, it's all about uh, solving business problems and the return of investment of your services. Business providers need to strive to actually solve business problems and uh, ask for enough so that what they're charging for has a five time multiplier, 10 times multiplier, 15 times multiplier on what they're going to build and provide. Excellent. Jonathan? I'll just been think it's a fantastic discussion. Um, one thing that I've heard on a few podcasts um, is people said that WordPress has a reputation when you're in the higher development level of producing kind of spaghetti code. Um, and you have to do a lot of customization to make it not that. What well, What's your feelings around that? Right. Um, that's a great question. So, since I have a fairly traditional education in terms of programming, uh, the development industry has some, um, you know, best practices that are not necessarily valid yet. Well, I'm not going to say that they're not valid, but there are different alternatives that solve the problem for different 
needs. Uh, for example, when you need, uh, you know, when you read uh, Gang of Four or any of the other uh, design pattern books, you're going to inevitably recognize MVC, the model view controller, as the ultimate solution for building web projects, right? And most frameworks such as, you know, CodeIgniter or CakePHP or uh, Kohana or uh, on the Ruby space, Ruby on Rails, or most of the other frameworks are actually built on top of MVC. WordPress isn't, and it's getting a lot of backlash due to that. But then again, WordPress powers 27% of the industry. And now the question is, is MVC the ideal and the best possible model for web applications? My answer is sometimes. It really depends on what kind of application you have and how's that application uh, interacting between its different modules. So having said that, the code of WordPress is really weird when you have expertise with other frameworks simply because most of them are built on top of mo the model view controller pattern. Mm -hmm. And every time you look at any of those frameworks, you can see, okay, I know that the, uh, you know, the business logic is here and then my views are here and then, you know, all the dispatching work is here, right? WordPress doesn't work this way, but at the same time, it has a lot of shortcuts uh, that allow you to write less code or have less uh, boilerplate for different things or generally do reuse certain activities based on its life cycle. Uh, for example, one of the problems in the Ruby community is they do have some classes that get a lot of inheritance and a lot of main functions uh, and a lot of, um, you know, being the the parent, parent controller of everything beneath, just so that they can reuse a lot. And they call them, uh, you know, uh, God objects. You know, it's like they're gods in the application, you know. So so the, there are some shortcomings on the MVC framework and in general in different technologies. So people need to realize whenever a certain solution may actually be worse than other in a specific situation. Uh, however, it's worth noting that WordPress still is a fairly generic uh, content management system which is trying to solve all problems in the universe. So at some point, it's, uh, it, it, it has some trade-offs in terms of, say, performance or just a lot of code base that you may or may not need over the course of your application. Uh, to be completely honest, ideally at some point of time, in probably two or three years from now, I would rather prefer WordPress being a very small core framework such as uh, Backpress, which uh, which has its additional add-ons for different things. Like it has the, you know, the say the pages add-on or the media add-on, the uh, comments add-on and so on. Because not every website out there needs comments. And many of the websites that need comments, they actually use Discuss or something else, right? Uh, and that's a necessary overhead that stays in the WordPress core and it's not being utilized by all of the websites out there. I do remember that uh, back in the days, Drupal had that concept. So they actually had a, a, a plain Drupal core, which was kind of the framework. And then you can select whether you want it to be a blog a CMS or something else. And nowadays they do have the concept of distributions, which is the, the core Drupal framework, and then several other plugins that uh, play together uh, with the core in a specific industry or in a specific scenario. Uh, so that kind of a distributions model for WordPress and just simplifying the connections between the, inter uh, the internal modules uh, is something that would make WordPress even faster, more stable with less uh, you know, code base for use cases that you may not need for your website. Yeah, I totally agree. I am n not a hardcore developer in any shape or form. But um, discussing with other people, I totally agree with you. 
a follow-up question that's linked to what we just discussed is, I would imagine that, not always, but you're, because of the type of very technical work you're doing, you might be bidding against a lot of Drupal shops, uh, or you might have clients looking at Drupal or WordPress as a solution. In your heart, do you think there's any performance or any fundamental difference in what can be produced in Drupal or WordPress? Uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, to be honest, I've been following the Drupal community as well since I actually like the platform on a technical level. It's just uh, more sexy for developers. Um, and I've even argued with Dries, the founder of Drupal, in his blog uh, regarding the new features of Drupal and how, how do they compare with WordPress. Sometimes we've had threads that end up with like 25 comments or something like that, just, just comparing uh, apples to oranges. Uh, but I would say that, um, you know, again, Drupal is a great platform. It solves certain problems and everything. Uh, it has some pros, but uh, at the end of the day, it's really... Uh, not as useful for customers, which is kind of my main problem. Because WordPress is being used by actual business people, you know, by uh, writers and administrators and office managers and all kinds of people who don't really need to have that much technical knowledge for Drupal, uh, which tends to be more, more niche and more kind of hipster on the technical end, just trying to be as complex as possible uh, without giving any usability to its customers. And I think that it's the main shortcoming of uh, Drupal by a long shot. Um, other than that, in terms of selling to uh, to clients, we do compare with both Drupal, since they do build more high-end applications, but we also uh, compete with uh, web development frameworks, uh, even with Java or .NET. Um, and it's fun because it's really, at some point of time, every single uh, you know, framework can build a specific solution in a fairly comparable, comparable manner, but it's all about providing the right service at a competitive price. Like, for example, we have onboarded a customer a year and a half ago. They're a great agency working in the enterprise world, uh, you know, producing content in given niches and everything. Uh, so we have quoted about... Um, I think 50K or so for the initial build and then a retainer for another 40K a year. Um, that was our quote for rebuilding the application. Uh, we are still working with them basically under the same terms. Uh, and at some point of time, they told us that while looking at the enterprise, uh, uh, the enterprise web content management platforms, this is the enterprise level for CMS, it's web content management, it's just different language. Uh, so quoting them, uh, they've received three different offers for $400,000 built, and I think 50, uh, well, maybe 100000 a year for, you know, maintenance and hosting. So essentially, depending on where you stand on the scale from, you know, a small business to an enterprise customer, and depending on who you know and who you're talking to, you can see a lot of successful businesses that they're that are actually charging for a hosted solution, mind you. That's not even something that you can change and add additional functionality to and features. You can get that type of quote. And comparing to that kind of solution, we can do a lot more to actually have, you know, uh, almost a full-time person being able to introduce new features, improve performance, connect to third-party APIs, and, and generally innovate 
on the technical end as compared to, again, three different hosted web content management platforms. Oh, thought that was a fantastic answer. I think you really clarified the real strengths of WordPress in a way that's not negative to the competition because uh, like Drupal, I haven't got much experience of it, but what I've seen, I think it is a great platform. Um, so I think you've explained that without being negative. Um, another question, obviously with the restless API, we had, um, some security problems and then I hear um, I wouldn't say a lot but um, I heard it from a reasonably high individual in a large organization and when I was talking about WordPress they said well it's not secure it's unsecure um, I don't think we would really look at that do you still hear a lot that? And if you do, how do you answer that? Um, so regarding the REST API, I think that it's been going on for too many years and it's still not there yet. I think that stuff such as the lack of uh, proper OAuth authentication, which is the 101 of building a REST API layer, is not there yet and it's not easy for users to use. And I don't understand how that's even possible. Uh, but then again, it's a decision of the, you know, higher minds from the WordPress, you know, core com community on top of me. So that's that's kind of their decision. Uh, and again, keep in mind that, you know, WordPress is kind of an open source project with people who are not really employed by a specific foundation with a specific, you know, direction. Uh, and things are changing quite a lot. Uh, so the REST API side, I do believe that WordPress is a really, really secure application. It's been proven uh, many, many times. You know, there are several different um, um, websites for, uh, you know, listing zero-day vulnerabilities and all of the latest uh, security issues with different platforms. Uh, fairly uh, common is to see that WordPress has less vulnerabilities than Joomla and Drupal when we're talking about the WordPress core itself, right? Because they're kind of two different things. WordPress is pretty insecure if you just start installing themes and plugins because most of the plugins are built by people who are either not professional developers or simply do not charge enough due to the ecosystem in order to be able to spend enough time and test all the different choices or hire um, you know, expert security consultants who can take on, on the product. So so that's kind of problem of the plugin and team ecosystem. It's a problem of the hosting environments that are not paying enough attention of security, some of them, of course, and uh, to uh, social engineering issues for people who have, you know, weak passwords, logging through insecure networks and everything that's just as relevant to non-WordPress platforms. In terms of the WordPress core, it's really secure. Uh, it's uh, very well designed. It's being tested by uh, a large variety of hundreds of security consultants and thousands of actual uh, hackers, not just script kiddies, but actual hackers. Uh, and it's a really secure platform. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I definitely do trust WordPress when it comes to the WordPress core itself. Uh, it's a really secure application and issues often arise just in plugins and themes that are uh, coded in an insecure manner.
That said, the perception of the insecurity of WordPress is something that still stands. Uh, and it's something that we need to work on as a community in order to provide, you know, secure solutions to our customers and educate them on the importance of security and using the right plugins, you know, building, uh, partnering with companies such as Sukuri who can help with security audits and things like that. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, probably the, the, the short summary of what I'm saying is that WordPress is a very secure platform, issues occur due to plugins and themes and hosting and uh, personal uh, oversights and uh, clients shouldn't be worried about the security of the WordPress as a core platform. Uh, I'd like to repeat myself, another fantastic answer. Um, I think you really... Um, it's a rather, you know, it's a complicated, but you you really clarified that the core's drawn, and you get this flexibility, but there's a price, and you need to do, you need to understand the platform, its strengths, its weaknesses, and educate yourself, don't you, really? Exactly. I mean, I'm not sure how you call them in the US, but you know those uh, quick houses that you build for like 30 to 90 days? How do you call this? Um, what do they uh, call like John? Yeah, like a modular. Yeah, yeah. Modular. So the modular houses, right? You know, they're they're way cheaper than just uh, doing everything brick by brick, uh, and they're really fast. I mean, you get them in in a matter of two to three months, and and they're really beautiful and they're well designed and everything. But then there are hurricanes, <laughs> and you really don't want any of those houses, you know, when a hurricane comes near your city, right? I mean, again, I mean, this is kind of an extreme example, but what I'm saying is that, you know, the, the difference between getting something uh, off the shelf and expecting it to work as something that's built entirely, being custom tailored to you and your needs um, and, and focusing precisely on your business problem are two different things. And whenever people need something professional for their businesses, they just need to invest in every single element of it be it technology, be it marketing, be it advertisement, um, not cut any corners and just know that, um, you know, they don't want any liabilities on the way. Um, I do I do like that WordPress is easy because it gives opportunities uh, for people who, for example, can't afford building their websites or people who had just want to build, you know, pet projects or, or just a fan gallery or a forum or something like that. And, and it's fine. The, the problem is that businesses need to realize that you know, it's different for businesses and they actually need a different type of solution than a do-it-yourself website, um, which is kind of uh, the, the the perception that, that customers need to dig into. Now, the problem is that I've done some studies. I don't really know. I need to look into the link, but whenever you look for the price of a website or how much does a website cost or something like that, you get like the first 10 results, seven of them say, you can get a host for, you know, three bucks a month and a theme from, say, Elegant Themes and this and that and this and that. So, like, for, I don't know, 200 bucks, you're done and it, and it's ready. And it's mostly by uh, theme development companies or cheap support companies that only, you know, do a great WordPress and this and that. So, the, the problem is that the, the majority of the companies who provide lower level services and are investing a lot more in marketing than in technology are ranking better and they're shifting the perception of WordPress as to a very low cost solution uh, that you don't really need to invest that. There, and there's not enough. 
Oh, I was going to say, they're looking out for their needs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And and since they're looking out for their needs, they're selling the wrong perception to people. Because, uh, again, as uh, uh, most of the marketing books say, uh, marketing is not a battle of products, it's a battle of perception. So, again, you're not really comparing services, you're comparing the perception of a customer for a given service or a technology or a product and what they understand from it. Uh, and yeah, I mean, essentially that's, that's a, a huge gap that, that we need to work together on educating more customers and letting them know that yes, WordPress is free. Yes, you can install it, but don't confuse it with building an actual professional software application because that's a completely different story. And all the stories that you hear about hacked websites, dead businesses and defaced pages and whatnot, all those are stories from people who tried to run a successful business without actually investing in technology. Oh, fantastic. How are we doing with John at uh, time, John? I think we're getting to the end, aren't we? I think we're about at the end. Uh, we want to be respectful of Mario's time. I know he has another appointment he's got to get to like right after this. But we would love to have you on in the future. I mean, this oh. episode's been long overdue. Uh, you know, I've been following you for um, several years now and, and definitely um, – uh, a, a guiding light in the wilderness uh, for sure oh so, definitely john um yeah. really wanted you as a guest <laughs> and um he was totally right i've i've really enjoyed the discussion you really have the ability to clearly answer complicated questions in a, a very direct way which i just love well, I'm I'm glad that you know it's been of, uh, of use and it's been helpful. Um, and yeah, again, I mean, probably to just add some summary to the to the end of things. Uh, again, WordPress is is a brilliant platform. Uh, it's being built as a hobby stew on top of you know B2 catalog. It's it started as a blogging platform that emerged to a CMS. Now it's an application framework. Uh, ever since Automatic acquired WooCommerce, it's it's getting really uh, you know big time in the e-commerce space and it's outbeating a lot of other competitors. So having said that it's a really uh, multi-purpose platform that can solve a lot of needs Uh, and I think that the biggest question here is uh, whether WordPress is going to focus on uh, lower end startup clients such as uh, the customers that are going to Wix, Squarespace or Weebly or is going to try to make it more modular and a good fit for different types of customers from you know bloggers to small businesses mid-sized businesses and enterprises who face different needs and need a more flexible and robust solution for uh depending on their business goals definitely uh is there anything that you would like to uh listeners to go and check out anything that you would like to promote so in terms of promotion um i don't really think i have anything in particular since we have discussed the uh the rest api uh my friend Josh Pollock has written a pretty great uh, guide on the WordPress REST API. I'm going to dig a link a bit later, which was uh, the ultimate guide to the REST API or something. So in terms of development, I would really advise people to dig into this one and understand what's possible with the WordPress REST API. There aren't very many resources on that right now, so I think that it's a great, uh, you know, a great opportunity for them to learn a bit more. Um, in terms of providing services, the two things that I'm going to advise, the first one is if you're providing development, 
development services, uh, try to get back to the foundations and fill in all of the gaps that you have. Uh, I'm going to share another resources where I explain a bit more about the difference between uh, the problems of a computer science, uh, you know, graduate and uh, someone who has just started as a freelancer and different things that developers need to, to uh, kind of think of on a day-to-day -day basis, such as um, how does the operating system work? How do processes interact with each other? Like what happens when you have a new request? How does traffic go through the network? And all those details that don't really matter that much for small websites, but the more you start to grow, you really need to know how those works. Uh, you know, what's the idea of the database? Like how's the WordPress database structured? What are the, 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 what are the situations when you need custom database tables? And uh, are there any use cases where you may need no SQL tables and whatnot? I mean, it's, it's a really interesting story and there are just some things that a lot of developers don't even think about. So just going back to the basics and, and trying to kind of think of the, the bigger picture on a technical level, you know, about operating systems, different servers, databases, the networking layer and everything else is it, something very essential to understand different types of pro problems, right? If your website is down, you don't really want to just say, hey, I have no idea, right? You need to know what kind of error means what and what layer is triggering that kind of layer you know what are the the uh, counter steps that you need to take whenever you need to solve a specific problem and for that you simply need to understand the foundations uh, and the second half of uh, my advice is simply trying to solve more business problems and explaining everything clearly to uh, to the customer. Like if you're providing theme development and you don't understand, you know, PHP well and backend development, just try to partner up with someone who specializes there. If you're a backend developer and try to just sell sites with a premium theme, try to consult with a UX expert or try to partner up with a design studio, someone who's more proficient and can actually yield better the results to to clients uh, and yeah just specialize in a specific industry in a specific niche in a vertical try to partner up with other vendors from the community and build more reliable connections so that the the uh, end quality of your services is higher your customers are happier and they can grow further and refer you to other great clients uh, that's excellent advice uh, how do people get a hold of you if they want to follow you uh, they can check uh, my blog, uh, devwp.eu. Uh, I'm also on Twitter as uh, nofearink with uh, underscores between no fear and thing. Uh, and they can also check my new portal for content that I'm maintaining lately, which is uh, digitalgrowth.co. Uh, which is where I'm posting most of my guest posts lately, uh, my query responses and some other uh, free advice that they can really dig into. Uh, right now, I'm trying to kind of focus on helping different industries and niches and just get more exposure as to helping specifically to specific audiences that have given problems that I have experienced from different uh, points of view, uh, which is something that may be of use to people who want to really educate and understand how they need to shift their explanation depending on what kind of customer they're talking to. No, that's a great strategy. Uh, Jonathan, how do we get a hold of you? Oh, it's really easy, folks. It's um, Twitter, at Jonathan Denwood. I'm normally on there most days. And um, or you can email me. I do check it. If it's a question or somebody needs some advice, I'm always open there to help somebody. And that's at Jonathan at 
wp-tonic.com. Excellent. And you can find me at my website, which is lockdowndesign.com. You can find me at Twitter, lockdown underscore. And you can follow my Facebook page, uh, just facebook.com slash lockdown design. We'd love to have you back uh, sometime in the future, Mario. Yeah. Uh, we have a, we'd love to have you back and, and discuss some more for sure. Uh, but, you know, on behalf of the WP Tonic Posse, our listeners want to say thank you for being here. And to everyone, get your dose. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. And if you have any questions, don't uh, hesitate to reach out. And we'd be happy to join for another podcast uh, sooner. Oh, thanks. We'll see you next time on WP Tonic. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.